Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Becker Holstein, and many of you know that I have developed the Enchanted Self, which is a positive psychology method. It's a way of thinking about yourself and realizing your talents and strengths that can help you become a very, very exceptional, happy person, which you are certainly entitled to become. So today we are going to talk about staying sane in the pandemic. The pandemic is a very, very special situation that none of us, or I should say, certainly most of us, were not prepared for nor did we understand what was really going to happen. There really hasn't been a pandemic of this nature since in our country since 1918, 1919. I, for one, of course, wasn't born then, but I remember it as almost as vividly as if I were because my, gra my grandmother married my grandfather, and in a double wedding, her sister married my grandfather's brother. And when the pandemic hit, not my grandparents, thank goodness, but this, this brother and sister from each family that had married, they both died within three days of each other and left a three-year-old son that was then raised by my great-grandparents. So this was really one of the absolutely major stories that went down on my mother's side of the family for generations. And it was a very tragic story. Can you imagine dying three days apart and the suffering that this created and the little boy, age three, left behind? And my grandmother was pregnant at the time and always claimed that, well, she was depressed and she claimed it influenced the pregnancy. And uh, my, she wanted my mother to be named Althea after her sister who had passed. And uh, actually her, her name was Althea, but my mother, as she grew, became older, chose Bernice as her favored name, which had been her middle name. Well, I'm just giving you a taste of how families absorb stories and how loss and pain and suffering go down in the generations. And here we are again in a situation where some of us know of someone who's been sick or there are many people that have lost someone. It is a pandemic. And yet, even though it's a pandemic, Many, many people want to stay sane, want to be helpful and useful if possible, and want to get through this in a way that is good for their health and the mental health and physical health of the people they live with. So to just diverse into a joke that's been going around on the web that I think sums up some of the stress of this, of this pandemic even if you're totally healthy, but you're now living in a household with seeing the same people day and night. The little joke that's been going around 
is a man is going to have to make a choice. And the interviewer says, now I'm going to offer you either A or B. Now, A is you can stay home with your wife and your children, or you can pick B. And the man says, I'll pick B. So you see, the joke is all about the stress that builds up under circumstances of living in tight quarters and not having the usual amount of change that we need in our lives, the variety of change. In fact, we find the days melting together. Oh, what day is it today? Is it Wednesday or Thursday? And that happens because our lives are too static. Our brains don't really get enough exciting or different input so that we can recognize it one day from the next. Now, not saying all of us have these amazing, exciting days, but if Monday you go to the gymnasium and you also do your grocery shopping, and Tuesday you work part-time in a school system, and Wednesday you visit your aging mother, and Thursday you go to the library and do chores, and Friday you work part-time typing for a friend, each day will have a, an energy about it and different markers. Right now, that's not necessarily happening for a lot of us. So there is this sort of, sort of stream, gently down the stream of life, row, row, row your boat. So how can I help as a psychologist? First of all, I can help by telling you that you will do better in this pandemic if you give yourself a break and you realize through giving yourself a break that you're going to recognize some of your talents and strengths and your potential. It's not the time to beat up on yourself. It's not the time to insist that you clean every closet even though you have free hours. And it's not the time to feel that you wasted a day because you read a novel all day. It's a very different period of time for all of us. And let's be realistic. We won't even remember all of it when it's over because we're gently down the stream. But we will remember if we do some good and we have some focus to parts of our day. So recognizing your talents and strengths will really help you because then you may be able to pick up on something you can do that's useful. I just finished interviewing two women who work in the administrative level of long-term care facilities. And they were saying that the public can do so much to help. Even if you don't have a family member, you can send a card, you can leave chalk on the sidewalk outside the facility saying something nice. You can drop off things that they really need. And some of the things that they need are lip balm and gum because these nurses and aides are wearing masks all day that dry them out and are become very, very uncomfortable. And also 
you can do even more. You can bake a cake. You don't want to go inside, ring the bell, someone will come to the door and take it. So there are many, this is just one type of facility. Uh, I want to pass this along because the long-term care facilities are struggling with so many patients that were fragile anyway, and um, they need all the help they can get. So there's a place you may want to start. It may have no interest to you. I'm just bringing up an idea. So once you realize some of your talents, you can get started. If you do like cooking or baking, you may want to drop off some things to the fire department in your town or the police. There are many, many places that will be happy if you boost them up with some good home cooking. Well, cooking doesn't interest you. There's lots of other things. The things that get discussed a lot, like making masks, that's great. But there may be something very specific to you. For example, if you're a grandparent, are you helping out enough? Well, you may say, well, how can I help out? I'm a thousand miles away and now I can't even do anything much for my grandkids. Well, I'm saying you can do a lot. For example, even if you only have a telephone, of course, a little better if you have a computer where you can uh, go on Zoom or a phone where you can FaceTime, you can free your adult children maybe for 20, 30 minutes a day by offering your grandchildren something very special. Perhaps you're going to offer them some stories generationally that you've collected and pictures to go with it. Maybe you're going to teach them how to knit or sew. And boys could learn too, no problem, just hanging around the house. These are all good skills. And there are lots of other things that you can do. You can read stories aloud to the little children in the family. There's always a way to be helpful. It's a matter of recognizing what you're good at or what you're willing to do and combining it with the energy to do it. And um, I'm just going to move on to make this a little clearer with one story and one fable, because we all like to hear stories. And sometimes the point really comes across through a story. This is a story about a rabbi many years ago in a shtetl in Europe somewhere. And there was a young boy studying in his school who really admired this rabbi. But the boy was confused. Why did the rabbi leave the campus every day around three o'clock? Why? Was he doing something else? Was there just some mystery about it? Maybe he got fed up with the kids and he had to take a break. This boy couldn't control himself. He decided he had to follow the rabbi. So one day he did just that. He hid behind trees and houses and followed him. The rabbi ended up in the downtown of the shtetl, which in those days was probably one street with a dirt road and a few little stores or shops. 
and the boy hid watching him. The rabbi just stood there maybe five or ten minutes, and then down the dirt road came a man pushing a very heavy cart. And as the man came closer to the rabbi, the boy noticed that the man moved over so the rabbi could put his hands on the bars of the cart and join him. And then the boy saw with astonishment that the rabbi and the man pushed the cart up a high hill that the man would have had tremendous trouble doing on his own. And when they were at the top of the hill, the rabbi slipped away from the man and nodded goodbye and went back toward the campus. And that's what the rabbi was doing every day. He wasn't teaching all his wisdom that he knew from the Bible and ancient writings. He was leaving to help a poor peddler who had too heavy a wagon to push up a hill, push that wagon up the hill. That's all he was doing. So one of the things about deciding how we can stay sane during the pandemic is realizing that you can pick from your talents and strengths, or you can pick just what you're able to do at an ordinary level. You're not particularly talented, but you can do it. You can order lip balm and drop it off somewhere. Um, even if you're not going into stores on the computer, you can order whatever you might want to drop off. And maybe it's not something that's really a talent, but you could do it. So one level of helping is just doing. So now let's move on to a fable that you have all heard, I'm sure. It's Aesop's fable about the tortoise and the hare. But let me improvise on it, okay? I know there's many ways of telling it. This is my way. So the hare is really a big shot. He thinks he can do anything. Everything is easy for him. He never feels challenged. But one day, for some reason, he decides, I'm just going to like pick on the tortoise. I'm going to ask him to be in a race with me, and he'll probably get excited, and I'll win, and that's it. I just see how, see how he feels when he loses. You know, so he goes up to the tortoise and he says, do you want to be in a race with me? And the tortoise is, is excited and he thinks, wow, the hare must think I'm pretty, I'm pretty special. So, of course, he agrees and they have the race. So the tortoise starts off one foot in front of one paw in front of, paw in front of the other he just slowly, slowly, slowly moves along. And the hare is leaping up and jumping and doing somersaults and standing on his head and racing a little bit and then going behind the tortoise and then racing in front of him. The tortoise just keeps going step by step by step. And then the hare thinks to himself, hey, I'm hungry. So he sits down, he opens a big bag of potato chips and he eats the potato chips. And then he gets a little sleepy and he decides I'm going to take a nap and he naps. And then he wakes up and he thinks to himself, well, no big deal. I'll just cross the finish line in another minute or two. 
and he gets up and he sees that the hair is just about, oh, not, oh, he's at the, he's at the line, he's crossing the line. He went step by step by step by step and he now crossed the line and he's the winner. That's the story. He won. So the purpose of me telling you this story is to encourage you to think about every day just putting one foot in front of the other and every day thinking of some way that you can stay sane and happy that agrees with you and makes sense. Whether it's a phone call where you check in on somebody, whether it is dropping things off that people need, whether it's calling a grandchild, whether it's getting ready. Okay, you clean that closet and that feels good. If that feels good, that's great. Whatever it is, give yourself permission to be strong and sane and doing good during this time period because every little bit helps. You will feel happier if you're helping and the world will appreciate it. Even if you don't know whoever used the lip balm, it doesn't matter. This is a time where we all acknowledge that we're connected and we try. So happy, happy work in recognizing your own enchanted self, reaching out to others and staying sane during the pandemic. You can always find me at theenchantedself.com and I'll be back soon. Bye for now.